0: a follower of Jesus. is the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature and we are in the middle of the five questions, probably the five biggest questions uh, as long as there has been man. What's the meaning of life? What's the purpose of your specific life? What's the biggest lie? What's the biggest truth? What's the solution to your biggest problem? And in this segment we're going to be talking about the biggest lie. Uh, the biggest thing out there in this universe that will, and maybe you might even say, is designed to keep you from your best life if you believe and buy in and live according to this lie. And this is the teaching for uh, people who believe in Jesus. Uh, We have another teaching for anyone and everyone, so you can tell if you're in the right place for you or not. Okay, well, I'm not going to bury the lead. The greatest lie in the history of the world, I believe, to in, in at least from one perspective, is that self-interest is the key to your best life. Uh, I have a really good friend, very famous friend, um, who... Um, We stay in each other's houses. We eat dinners together. really good friend of mine. And he has written and lectured for years that the secret to life, the key to life, is self-interest. That if you just constantly check in with, okay, what do I want the most and is this going to help me get that or not and to plan goals that way on what... Uh, the, the what I call the three-step failure blueprint which has been the three-step blueprint for success for the past 75 years around the world and that is decide what you want develop a plan to get it change the plan as needed and with your willpower put the plan into action until you give it get it and never give up all right um In self-help, psychology, ministry, uh, in many different fields, philosophy, this has been the blueprint for success, at least by the experts and writers and and that sort of thing. Okay. Well, the problem with that is that according to industry insiders, this three-step blueprint has a 97% failure rate. Okay, and, and I've been told by some of the biggest people in that industry that, you know, our best guess is that 3% would have been successful anyway. That our program, which taught them how to do this physically, mentally, spiritually, goal planning, how to, do, how to speak to people, how to, you know, and we have, we have bought that. All right? The masses have bought that. And this is how almost everyone that I've worked with over the last 30, 35 years who was coming to me with some problem in their life, this is how they had been trying to accomplish their best life. And it was not working. This is where I was when my wife Hope, in my uh, mid tw- well, twenty-eight when Hope kicked me out of the house. I would not been sitting on the couch eating Twinkies, okay? I'd been reading books. I'd been talking to people wiser than me. I'd been going to success-type training programs. I was putting those things into action uh, with, with a positive attitude. I mean, I was doing what I thought was the path to success which was this, and everything in my life was crashing all at the same time. Why? I mean, this makes sense, doesn't it? Yes, it, I'll, I'll answer that. It does make sense. This is how we are supposed to live the first 5, 6, 10, 12 years of life. Depends on the person. Okay, think about it. Think about it. Little 8-year-old Alex is um, playing in his room on a summer's day, and I hear that sound, the sound of the ice cream truck, okay, in the neighborhood, you know. They turn on that music, and the kids come out like the Pied Piper. And, oh, I love that. You know, it was 2 or 3 in the afternoon, um, uh, kind of that lull time of the day. And uh, so let's let's follow this out a little bit, all right, with this three-step blueprint. Number one, what do I want? A Popsicle. Number two, plan to get it. So I go to mom. Mom, the ice cream man is is outside on our road. Can I have a nickel? Long time ago. Can I have a nickel for a Popsicle? All right. Mom, hmm. No, Alex, I'm sorry. It's too close to supper time. We're going to have a big dinner tonight, and and I don't want to mess up your supper. Alex, ah, got to revise the plan. So I go back to my uh, room and I'm thinking, okay, uh, and, and time is running down because he's only on our street for so long, right? So new plan, go back to mom. Hey mom, can I have a nickel for a popsicle if I clean up my room? Now mom, ah, okay, this is interesting. So mom says, Alex, if you clean up your room and the playroom, I'll give you a nickel for a popsicle. Alex, great! Done deal! Alright, so success! My mom gives me the nickel. I go get the popsicle and everything works great until I'm cleaning the those two rooms and wishing I hadn't made the deal in the first place later. Alright, but... This is how we do everything as a child and if we're not careful when we become an adult we just continue with the same plan. Well, what's wrong with that? This is the way everything on planet Earth and in the universe works. These are the physical laws of nature. Uh, Gravity, Newton's laws of motion, inertia, etc. Okay, principles, these rules of how everything works here, all right, these fit that perfectly. So what's the problem? Well, the problem is the first two are expectation and the third one is willpower. Well, what's the problem with that? Dr. Dan Gilbert, Harvard University, wrote a best-selling book called Stumbling Into Happiness. Wonderful book. Seems like a wonderful man. Uh, Original research on the campus at Harvard. What they found was this. A direct quote. His words, not mine. The conclusion of their study. Expectations are a happiness killer. And if you read the book... It's not just happiness, it's health, it's uh, relationships, it's your career, It's, it's pretty much anything in your life. Why? Because what they found is that as soon, the instant you have a physical or external circumstance as your goal, it puts you in immediately to chronic stress. For how long? For as long as you have that goal. And for some people it's a lifetime. For some it's decades, some it's years. Yeah, there's some short-term things too, but typically on the short-term things, we just go from short-term to short-term to short-term. So we're, we're always working on one. What's the point? The point is, for most of us, this is basically how we do everything. And the first two put us into physiological stress for as long as we do it that way. What about number three? Number three is willpower. Dr. Bruce Lipton from Stanford Medical School says the odds of being able to be successful at something that you have not already been successful at. In other words, you have tried at least once and not been able to do it. The odds of being able to do that again and be successful by willpower alone are roughly a million to one. And one of the main reasons it's a million to one is trying to control something and make it happen by willpower that is not completely under your control engages your stress mechanism. For how long? for however long you're trying to control that goal that you don't have complete control over. Alright? So, in our plan, really, since the dawn of man, of how to get things done, of how to achieve, of how to accomplish, of how to live our best life, the plan that we tend to use is one that if we were not already in stress it will put us into stress. Well, from stress comes 95 plus percent of all illness and disease. Comes fatigue, comes low energy, comes negative thoughts and feelings, negative chemicals in the body. I mean, basically everything you would write down that you don't want or that would describe failure That's what this does when you try to accomplish by that. Okay? Why? Why would that be? I believe it's because it violates the spiritual laws of nature. Yeah, it's in harmony with the physical laws, but it violates the spiritual laws. And you cannot violate the spiritual laws of nature without paying for it any more than you can jump off the building not believing in gravity, well, halfway down you'll believe in gravity. Well, violating the spiritual laws may not be instant like that. I jump off the roof and break my leg, but it's just as sure over time. And sometimes it is instant with guilt and shame and and things like that. Alright? So, this plan is really the plan of self-interest, of trying to get my best life by self-interest. If you want to define that a little bit more, I would say it's living your life by I want and trying to get what I want. That When I wake up in the morning, there are a number of things I want to happen today and I try to make those happen with this three-step plan. And then there's a number of things I do not want to have happen today, and I try to keep those from happening with the three-step plan. I believe this is why um, in 1972, Richard Nixon declared war on cancer. The whole world joined in with America, and... Ever since all the great minds of the world have been focused on eradicating cancer, it's gone through the roof. It was number eight at that time in 1972. The World Health Organization and the United Nations just had a a joint press conference where they said for the first time ever, it is overtaking heart disease as number one. But that's not the real news. The real news that... Is that the research indicates in 20 years it will have increased by 50% to epidemic proportions? How can that be when we're so, fu- it's because we keep upping our stress paradigm that we live in. Screen stuff by itself can spike your stress, right? How many murders do you watch every, every year? Uh, it's thousands by the time you're 18. Well, your unconscious doesn't differa- differentiate between what's real and what's imagined. It only differentiates between the amount of adrenaline released. So, a, a murder watched on a movie could become a trauma in you that's sending a signal to your brain and causing stress. Alright? Now, less so than if it actually happened because less adrenaline. But still, working against you. Alright? Well, if we don't use this this three-step blueprint, how are we going to get anything done? I mean, we can't just sit in bed all day. we got to go out there and do stuff. Don't we need a... Yes, we do. But the first thing we need to get straight is that if your paradigm that you're living under, if your purpose for your best life is self-interest, then you've already pushed the failure button in your own life. Because here's that's what all of that does. Okay? And that is choosing whether you realize it or not, the fear path instead of the love path. Okay, so how's it? So so if if um, if the fallacy, if the greatest lie, is that self-interest is the key to life, the way I can have my best possible life, then what's the truth about that? The truth about it is that you have to give up your self interest to have your best possible life. You have to give up the wants uh, of the things you want to happen and the things you don't want to happen. Now, that doesn't mean you sit on the couch and don't work toward those things uh, happening that are good. And keeping the negative things happening that are not good for you. Alright, yes, you do work, you, you do work toward that. In fact, you probably work harder than you do if you're believing the lie. Okay? Because you have more energy, you have positive thoughts, positive feelings, positive uh, action orientation, all of that. Okay, but you have to literally do the opposite of what almost every expert in the world has been writing and teaching for the past 75 80 close to 100 years. And 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 I would include ministry in that as well. At least the most of the ministry I've grown up in and heard. Okay? Uh let me read you passage here. Because I think God um tells us how to have our absolute best life here on earth. Okay? And here it is. And I'm going to start at the end. The end is this, and most of you are familiar with this. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that works within us... That's it. Your best possible life comes from God being in right relationship with God and God doing immeasurably more than you can ask or even really imagine. And I don't think here in the imagine part it's necessarily saying that in my fantasy imagination I can't imagine that. Maybe sometimes that's true too, but I think more to the point, it's when I imagine, okay, things that are in the realm of possibility for me, I would never imagine something that good happening, all right? Or, or, or that particular thing. or what I think that is more to the point of what's, what it's saying, is that God, in right relationship, loving relationship with God... The end results of your life, the things you want, don't want, and everything else will be better than you can rationally imagine happening. That's it. That's your best possible life. All right? All right. So here in Ephesians, starting with verse 20, he describes what that is and that he's the one that does that. Alright? It's a miracle. Through his power... Through his power that is at work within us. Okay? Well, what's our part to to make that happen? Let's go back a little bit. This is still Ephesians 3. Let's go to... um, Let's go to verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Jesus, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all The fullness of life. So there's another end result. I should have read that one with the beyond what you can imagine. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of life. What does that mean? That's that's like the beyond what you can ask or imagine thing again. The fullness of of every area of your life. The best possible for you. Now, we're, we're all called to a different life okay? I'm not rich, I don't believe, compared to most people. Now, I'm rich compared to what I thought when I was a little kid, all right? But I believe I am a trillionaire when it comes to relationships and family and doing what I love. And as far as my life, I feel beyond my imagination. If you told me I would write best-selling books, I said, you're out of your mind. I finished last in my high school class. I failed kindergarten. Um, no way. Okay. Well, it has not been me, in my opinion, that's done that. It's been God doing it through me, his power that is at work with me. And I love this thing where it says It's the love of Jesus in my heart by faith. So it's love that does it. Love is the at least part of the miraculous thing. Maybe the Holy Spirit's another part, but love is part of the miraculous power of God that is at work in me that gives me my life to the fullest and beyond what I can ask or imagine. And that love it describes as, it, as the love that is beyond knowledge. What does that mean? It means it's beyond words. You, you, you just can't even describe it. I don't have words for it. Okay? Well, most of us try to live our life, our best life, through logic, knowledge, knowledge things like that. This this three-step blueprint is totally logical. So this is a knowledge-based blueprint that has a 97% failure rate. And again, I believe it's because it violates the spiritual laws. And you can't do that and get away with it. See, once we get to 8, 10, 12, whatever it is for you, then we're supposed to choose to quit living by this paradigm and start living by love in the present moment and give up future results. So in essence, this is the opposite of that one. It's not about what I want, it's about love. It's not about a plan for accomplishing something and steps and goals in the future. It's about right now, the next 30 minutes. It's not about taking action to ensure that I get the wants that I want and don't get the and don't get the ones I don't want. It's about giving that up. To love, giving that up to God. A couple other, couple other passages that I think are especially relevant to this. Uh, John ten ten. I have come that you may have life, and have it to the full. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I, and this is God talking, I know my plans for you and that they are good. And that's not you as in all of us in one lump. It is that, but it's also you individually. your one specific life. I know my plans for you and they are good. So, what is it for me to do? That's John 10.10. 10. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. But, it's my choice. Why? Why would he leave something that important to an idiot like me? Well, because it's all about love. And if you eliminate the choice to not love, you've eliminated love. There has to be a choice to not love. And this is it. Alright? Seek pleasure, avoid pain, action, reaction, stimulus, response. That is this plan, and it's the way everything in nature works. But when we get to the time when we know right from wrong, we understand kind of what love is, joy, peace, fear, what's true, what's not true, that it's wrong to tell a lie, it's wrong to steal. You know, once once we get to that place in our life, we are supposed to choose life. We're supposed to choose love, even if it means more pain for me instead of less. Even if it means less pleasure for me instead of more. I'm supposed to choose love. Okay? But this lie that 97% of the world, approximately, buys into and lives is so strong in us That seek pleasure, avoid pain is one of our very strongest mechanisms, part of our survival instincts. That's why, if as a little kid, you put your hand on the eye of the stove and get burned, you will never do it again. Alright? That's part of this system. It's the time we're most likely to die by accident. Okay? So these years are to build up a knowledge base of right and wrong, pain, what, what's good, what's not, what's painful, what, what is uh, pleasurable, etc. But then, once we get to that place in our life where we understand all that, we are to choose what is right and best For all concerned in the situation, regardless if it means more or less pain for me, or more of what I want, or less of what I want. Regardless of those, I'm supposed to choose love. And we all know that. Maybe use the word, what is right. What is best. And not just for me, for everyone concerned. And we all have that built into us. I believe our conscience is a lot of that. We know, okay, this works out great for me, but it is horrible for this guy. Well, there's a voice in me that says, no, 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 that's not the solution then. It's not right to hurt someone else. not right, all right? This is what we believe, even if we don't have the words for it all the time, is right. What is in love, what is in truth, what is win-win-win for everyone concerned, regardless of my self-interest, pain, pleasure, etc., or not. Well, when I choose this, and by the way, you can't fool your unconscious mind. Your unconscious mind, even if you say, okay, I choose the love path, but you don't really mean it way down deep. Or, you really mean it now, but if it doesn't work in like 40 or 60 days for you to get what you want and not get what you don't want, you're out of here and right back over here. So you'll test it, but you're not going to commit to it, period. Ah, Your unconscious knows that. That's that's probably not going to do you any good. right. But if you ever truly commit to God, to Jesus, to love. Then, the stress goes away. The brain turns the stress mechanism off and turns the love-based chemicals, the love-based hormones, uh, positive thoughts, positive feelings, more creativity, I'm literally smarter in my IQ, etc., etc., have more energy, am naturally positive, sleep better, get sick less. I mean, this is how our body and mind work best. If we are living with this as our paradigm, we're in a state of physiological stress almost constantly and we start malfunctioning and malfunction over and over and over. Okay? So, the biggest lie on the planet is self-interest as a way to live to get your best life. In fact, It's pretty much the opposite. You have to give up your self-interest to God, to Jesus, to love in order to get the fullness of life and what is beyond what you can ask or imagine. Now, in my experience, even church teaches this. Now, they will say it's all about love they will say it's all about my relationship with God and then they go on to tell you how you work hard to earn it. And if you don't work hard to earn it you're not doing it right. Okay? Well, that's this blueprint, not this one. Okay? That is saying this one and then living this one. Which will not work. Okay? What most Christians, what most believers I have met call love is really a business deal. It's what's in it for me. It's with their spouse, uh, every other relationship, sometimes even their children. Now, their relationship with their children is the one most likely to be real love. There's something about that parent-child thing, okay? Not always, but sometimes. But every other relationship, the way people tend to operate, and I know I've been talking to them for thirty-five years, even believers, even famous preachers and pastors and board members, and I mean, I, there, there was a time I was working with over a hundred ministers. All at one time, who had their life falling down around them. Okay? And confidentiality was a huge thing. You know, nobody can know. I'm talking to you. But in virtually every case, they were teaching this and living this. And with their spouse, with people at work, with themselves. It was what's in it for me and business deal love. I'll do this if you don't do that. I'll do this if you won't do that. I won't do this if you will not do that. Okay, let's sign our names. And now neither one of us are real thrilled about it, but it was a compromise we both can live with. And in fact, that kind of Christian counseling became hugely popular about 25 years ago, still is today, but it's declined some, where the whole thing is basically, we get together uh, two people who don't like each other much or are about to get divorced and we do a business deal. And put it down on paper and sign it. Well the research, like, following those relationships for 10, 15, 20 years was not what most people thought it would be. It's that the business deal made it worse. Why? Because we're not supposed to live by a business deal. That's over here. That's seek pleasure, avoid pain. That's self-interest. We're supposed to give sacrificially, all in, nothing held back, no plan B, with kindness and generosity and willing to go through any pain or suffering with you or for you with no expiration date, no matter what. Whether I get what I want or whether I get what I don't want. Whether it's pleasure or whether it's pain, I'm all in. Um, I probably fa- I probably had clients or people that I've worked with over the last 35 years Who, not only taught that but lived that? I could probably count those people on my two hands—probably ten or less out of thousands. And people that are on TV and and uh, people who are lauded as the expert, one of the top experts in the world on this—and and—and behind the scenes, their life was here, full of stress usually health problems, uh, own marriage, about to break up, etc. Okay? The biggest lie is that you cannot live your life by business deal, what's in it for me, rules, and have your best life. In fact, you'll get closer to your worst life. However, if you give that up, choose over here, really, from the heart, I'm all in forever, not just going to test it and see if it. If I get... Really, when you're testing it, you're, you're testing it to see if I get more pain, more pleasure and less pain over here, and more of what I want and less of what I don't want over here. You're really just applying all the same rules but trying a different tack because this one doesn't work. This one doesn't work because we're only supposed to live that about the first six years of our life. If you live this after the first six years of your life, not meaning to be offensive, but basically you're living and acting like a six year old. Okay? Once we get to that place in our life, Where we know right from wrong, how to do it, the rules of the world, what's what's safe, what's not. We're supposed to choose here, regardless of the pain, regardless of the pleasure, etc. One of my favorite scriptures, I have set before you both life and death, choose life once you're past 6, 8, 10, 12 years old this is the blueprint for death. This is the fear response in the body. This is the blueprint for life. For the fullness of life, as God put it, and beyond what you can ask or imagine. Your best possible life. So don't buy the lie. And I hope to take you by the hand and help you live the truth so that you can have your best possible life and the fullness of life for you, the people that you love and care about. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful, blessed day.